With over seven and a half billion people in the world, fascinating stories become lost in the timeline of generations. My name is Lily Donnelly, and I have made it my mission to give a voice to the voiceless in the hopes to unite our similarities through investigative journalism. Let's start small. I would like to preface today's episode with a trigger warning because we do discuss mental health, depression, and suicide, so please be aware of that as we continue on with the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode focuses on three individuals with the same passion for content creating. Content creation is the contribution of information to any media, specifically digital media. Content creating has become a widely supported passion over the past 10 years. In the current age of social media, content creating can take many forms, such as YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, etc. Today, I sat down with Fiona Connolly, Parker Anderson, and Sam Whitney to discuss their passion for film and how it has altered the course of their lives. Fiona Connolly is a very close friend of mine that I had the pleasure of meeting during my first semester at Syracuse University. From an early time in our friendship, I observed her passion for video creating. After building a YouTube channel of her own in February of 2014, She's accumulated a total of almost 100,000 views and over 1,000 subscribers. Her content ranges from vlogs to short films. Nevertheless, video production has given Fiona an outlet to express her character and emotions. In spring of 2016, Fiona underwent something that she had never anticipated. Her father was diagnosed with kidney cancer. Fiona managed to morph her love for film into a coping mechanism that forever changed her outlook on life. I sat down with Fiona on November 10th to discuss her passion for film and how she uses her creative outlet to educate others. Hi, I'm Fiona Connolly. I'm a 19-year-old girl from Massachusetts. Um, I'm a video creator and I do YouTube. I started making them when I was around 12. And currently, I'm in college studying film. So how did you first get into film? So honestly, photo booth. (laughs) We all, you know, as kids, got our first desktop Mac. And me and my brother would just make, like, music videos on photo booth, like, on the Mac that came with it. And then Video Star came out. I was obsessed with making music videos. I've never not done videos but like they were stupid back then and then I just started actually well I've always watched YouTube and um I made my channel when I was around 12 years old and I would make stupid videos too but I've just always been into it always been like creating and I used to like to write a lot so when I actually started to take YouTube seriously is when I would make videos to my writing so I would write and then put videos behind it and call that a video and they were kind of like shorts but in my own style. How have you used YouTube as an expressive outlet? 
oh, for like everything. Um, I kind of feel like like YouTube is my therapy. I have a bunch of videos of me just like talking about problems in my life. Um, recently, like when quarantine started and school ended and I was going through a horrible breakup, I just like sat and talked to the camera and like told my feelings. And I've always done that. I've always just talked about my emotions just to like get them out there. And I always thought like if this could help one person, if one person could relate to this, like my job here is done because I always watched YouTubers who would just be so real and honest about what's going on in their life. And that's what I like to see. What is one moment in your life that was monumental to who you are today? Ooh, I have to think about this one. Um... So this isn't like a set moment, but um, I have dealt with my mental health issues for super, probably honestly when I was like 12 it started too, like when I started YouTube I guess. I have just always had like depression episodes and I've always had anxiety, so I feel like that's just like made me who I am today and like I am definitely like an empath and honestly like my videos reflect that I think and I think that's just really shaped who I am because I really care about how people feel so much and if I didn't have that I feel like I wouldn't understand things like I feel like everyone has to go through like really hard times in order to just understand life and understand who they are and I think that's definitely just shaped me. So you think YouTube has contributed to how you are today? I haven't really thought about how like when I started YouTube, I also, is when I was, like, started being depressed, (laughs) but I guess that aligned. Before coming onto the podcast today, we've spoken about um, things that you've gone through in your life, but you told me about your dad, so I wanted to ask you if you could tell me about your dad and his struggle with cancer. So, me and my dad are, like, best friends. I feel like anyone who knows me knows that my dad is such a big part of my life and he's such a goofy fun guy and is like friends with all my friends and he's just like so funny but he got diagnosed with cancer when I was 13 and that really shook up my whole family as it would for anyone and that's when I honestly started taking YouTube seriously because again I turned to it as an outlet I was writing a lot and um wanted to make videos for that writing and then those videos started getting a lot more attraction than any of my other videos because I think they actually meant something and had some substance behind them and then that's what got me into just like okay I'm gonna do this thing like this is I know how film can impact people now and yeah I think it started my whole film career so what specific videos related to your expression of you know how you were feeling during that time period so i have two um why you should keep going which was the first one and it was basically about how if you are sad if you're dealing with anything why you should keep going basically and it goes through all like things that make me happy or make others happy and why you should be stick around to see those and then another one um what 2016 taught me so what 2016 taught me was just as the title says just everything I learned throughout that year because I think that was definitely like a turning point in my life I've like dealt with real things now and it drove me to want to take videos seriously it drove me to understand what's important in life so yeah those two videos what did it feel like when you first 
found out that your dad had cancer? Oh my god, I remember the exact moment. Um, I was sitting on my bed in my old house, and my parents walked in, and they like never come in my room together, and they were just like, I have to tell you something, dad has cancer. And I didn't really think of it. I feel like every little girl like sees their dad as untouchable, like nothing can ever happen to them. And I definitely felt that way towards my dad. So I like didn't understand it at first. I was like, oh, he's gonna be fine. Nothing's gonna happen. But then honestly, a few days after that, he had to go in the hospital and start getting treatment and start um, getting ready for surgery. He had a surgery like I think a few weeks after that. So I think they told me pretty, like after they found out a little bit because they didn't want to scare me but it was all just really quick and I didn't really understand it until I like saw him in the hospital at that age how do you think that shaped your personality today yeah I think it definitely made me exactly who I am today it made me closer to my dad it made me realize how quick life is like how short things can get taken away and um I still my dad is like okay now he still like has cancer but he's like fine now he lives his daily life he's not in the hospital but I still go with him to the monthly appointments and it's our little time now just to go into the city and hang out and I just sit there with him and I think at a young age and seeing that and just like holding his hand every step of the way kind of made me grow up because I had to be there for him and usually like your dad is there for you I think him getting sick is what started this whole thing. I don't think I would have started writing if I wasn't going through that time. So I wouldn't have made those videos, which I wouldn't have started taking YouTube seriously. And I just learned through that time that film and videos is so powerful. Like it can portray any emotion you want it to. It can, it just can portray whatever you want it to and people can feel anything they want through film. And I think things that we can't say, we can show. And that's what I want to do with my shorts. So what do you want to come of your YouTube career and your future? I have just always looked at it as reaching out to others, being there for others. If I've said before, if my videos can just help one person or make them learn anything, then my job is done. I don't want to be one of those, like, Instagram girls or YouTube girls who just is perfect and, like, only shows the good parts of their life. I want to talk about mental health issues. I want to talk about how things are not perfect and help other girls who deal with that stuff and have someone to look up to because that's just seeing girls who are all perfect all the time isn't productive, isn't helpful, and we need, like, role models I guess I I don't consider myself a role model but we need people that young girls can look up to who are real after concluding my conversation with Fiona I was fascinated by the realm of film and content creating I searched to find another source in my community that could further this conversation and provide me essential details on how film can supply amazing opportunities aside from social media While conducting my search, I found Sam Whitney, another passionate Syracuse University freshman who was eager to talk to me about his film experience. My name is Sam Whitney. I'm 19 years old. I'm from Cape Elizabeth, Maine, which is right outside of Portland. Um, I've been into the filming and editing kind of industry, I guess you could say, since I was in seventh grade, so it's been a while. Uh, I started just editing 
NFL highlights, NBA highlights, just professional, professionally filmed sports. And then I kind of decided to venture into the filming side of things um, when I got into high school. So I've been pretty heavily involved um, with sports media and then kind of alongside with sports came documentary stuff. Yeah, so through high school, I've just been filming a bunch of sports, making documentaries, commercial work, weddings, all that kind of stuff. So how did you first get into film? First, when Vine was a thing, uh, me and my friend were just sitting at his house and we were scrolling through Vine and all these like sports edits popped up. Um, just kids taking professionally filmed highlights and making them look all fancy. Um, so I go, oh, we'll give that a shot. Um, so we started an Instagram that night, just editing basically. And now, like, we racked up a couple thousand followers. I turned into a lacrosse highlights account, and now I've turned it into my personal video account. Um, but, yeah, I basically started with that editing. And then from there, I just kind of didn't lose interest in editing. Editing is still my favorite thing to do, but I wanted to kind of film my own stuff. And as I got older, I gained access to higher-level sports and just more, like, stories to be told and that kind of thing. How have you used film as an expressive outlet? Yeah, so I guess... My, I mean, my biggest passion like that I've found just throughout my whole entire life has been film, um, without a doubt. Um, I used to be super into sports, played sports all through high school, but kind of slowly faded into the, the media side of things. Um, and it's just like what I love to do. It's that, I mean, it's that simple. Like, I just love being behind a camera. I never want to be in front of a camera. But, I mean, there's nothing I'd rather do than film and edit stuff, <laughs> I guess, to, to keep it simple. What is one monumental moment that you think has shaped you to who you are today? So my sophomore year of high school, we have a D3 college about an hour north of me, um, and they were playing a lacrosse game against Tufts University. Um, so I left, left my lacrosse practice early, drove up there, filmed it, made a little video, sent it to both the coaches. And, but when I was at the game, um, I met a bunch of guys on the film crew for Tufts University, which does like a very serious media um, for their lacrosse. And when I sent to their coach, their coach sent to the video guys, and then they emailed me, asked if I wanted to come help them um, through the rest of their season. And that was definitely like the biggest changing point because from that point on, I was with them the next two seasons, filming every weekend, traveling with them. Um, their creative director, Drew Ennis, is without a doubt like my biggest mentor. He brings me, he's brought me on shoots in Brooklyn, a bunch of documentary work. Like he's been easily my biggest mentor throughout this all um and i would not be where i was if it wasn't for that game i went up and decided to film and kind of opened up a lot of doors so did you decide to come to syracuse university because of film or was it um, a different reason it was mainly film yeah i was super attracted to the film i'm a film student in the visual and performing arts um so that's a very very strong program as well as i was really interested in the big d1 sports um, to see if I really did enjoy sports media as much as I thought I would. And so far when I'm here, I mean, I've been super lucky to work with the football team. I reached out to one of the guys this summer, a graphic designer, and then they got me already editing over the summer. And then when I got here, I've been filming a bunch of games. I was lucky enough to go to Clemson with them. How was that experience? That was the coolest thing I've ever done filming-wise. I mean, without a doubt, getting to take take the uh, take the chartered plane down there and get the whole experience. I mean, I've never even been to a like quote unquote real college football game until then, and that stadium was still at fifth capacity, but it was crazy. And honestly, it seemed like Syrac Syracuse was kind of in that game for a while. But just to have that opportunity as a freshman isn't something that you see very often, and I'm super lucky for the opportunities I've already been given. 
So specifically when you were at Clemson, what were you doing on the field? For the majority of the season, except for this last game, I've been the editor. So how it works is there's three guys shooting. They're the three adults who um, work uh, like their full-time job. So they shoot when the team arrives, um, then they run me in the cards, and I have about five to ten minutes to put out a video, edit it, um, get on the Instagram, and then they film again through pregame. And then I edit a pregame video, have about 15, 20 minutes. They put that on, that on Instagram. And then when we win, I stay up until like four the next morning editing so I can put out another video on Instagram. Um, so at Clemson, I was basically doing the same thing. Uh, they let me shoot pregame in a little bit of the fourth quarter, which was really cool. But then last weekend when we played BC, I got to shoot the whole game. And then when we go to Louisville next week, I also get to shoot, which will be a nice uh, change of pace. Where would you be without film? Um, I'd like to say I'd be an architect. Um, when I was, I guess, in elementary school, um, I was super into drawing, um, drawing cars specifically with my fourth grade teacher. But I always had an interest in architecture, and I really did think that's what I was going to do. But then when I got into seventh and eighth grade, I actually started, I didn't touch on this earlier, but in seventh grade, I actually started with music. Like, we got our iPads from the school, and me and my friend, the same guy I started the video account with, um, Ryan McKean, we'd basically take two songs and like mix them up and make them sound put them on SoundCloud, that kind of thing. That ended very quickly. Um, but before that, I really thought I wanted to be an architect. I mean, I still think that's interesting. But now that I'm in school, um, like in a film school, which is a completely different learning experience than most people around me, like I don't I can't imagine having quote unquote normal school and going to like a chemistry or a calculus class. Cause that's just not for me. But yeah, I don't know where I would be. I I don't know, honestly, after seeing people around me do like real school, I, I think I'd, it'd be an adjustment without a doubt. Do you think music impacted your editing skills and your passion for video? Yeah, without a doubt. Music, if I'm doing like a long-term, not a long-term video, but a video that I'm going to put some serious time into, like 12, like 10, 12 hours, I'll spend probably four or five hours before that just finding a song. So music choice is definitely the has the biggest impact on my editing and takes almost the longest just picking out a song, which it would seem so simple. But If you could talk to your previous self, specifically pre-film Sam, what would you say to yourself? Um, if I could talk to myself, I would definitely tell myself to just keep asking. I've learned as I've gone on through high school that you can't be afraid to hear no. Like I literally, I send constant emails, constantly DMing people on Twitter and Instagram, just asking this, asking that, can I work for you? Do you need videos done? And I mean, the worst thing that can happen is they say no, and there's like no shame in that. Um, and I've even learned here at Syracuse that you just have to ask to do stuff. Like I wanted to film the fourth quarter of the game, I kind of just filmed, I wanted to go to Louisville. I was like, can I go to Louisville? And he was like, well, and then two days later, I was like, can I go to Louisville? And he's like, okay. And then next thing you know. So it's just, I just tell myself to reach out and start reaching out sooner than I, um, sooner than I ever did. So what's next in regards to film? Hopefully the end goal for me is documentary and commercial work. I think I, I need to spend some more time in the sports media world to see if that's actually what I want to do after college. But my goal since I've been in high school has been documentary and commercial work. I'm not super interested in narrative stuff like script. That isn't really for me. But there's a company in Los Angeles that it's been a dream to work for them. That would be really cool. But yeah, I think I want to get into the documentary, more of the documentary world where I can put like a year or two into a project when I'm not busy with school and 
can I put my full energy into something? Sam's experience with Syracuse University's football team allowed him to expand his passion for film to great horizons, even South Carolina. Similarly, Parker Anderson has been working with the women's basketball team at Syracuse and provided me valuable knowledge on how film has acted as a coping mechanism for his mentor's passing. Yeah, so my name is Parker Anderson. I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I live in Denver, Colorado when I'm not attending Syracuse University. I have been filmmaking for a little bit over a year and a half. Here at Syracuse, I am a video intern for the athletics department where I have been specializing lately in the women's basketball team. Um, hopefully we'll be able to travel with them and do content creation um, in the spring when I return to school. How did you first get into film? Growing up, my whole life basically revolved around a camera. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she, in addition to raising me and my little sister, she was a uh, professional photographer, would do like senior portraits, family portraits, all that kind of stuff. So being around her and the camera growing up, I was always her like test subject. Me and my little sister, we would do photo shoots all the time so she could practice. And growing her up around a camera really has an influence on who you develop into the person you are. Like, I'm sure anything that you grow up around has a big influence on what you turn out to be. So just being around her always taking pictures of us, it took a heavy influence on what I wanted to eventually do with my life, which is now filmmaking. But the process of getting there was a little bit all over the place. So in regards to content creating, did you start with photography? Uh, yeah, I did start with photos just because that was what was native to me. Uh, my mom never did any video. So when I got my first camera, when I graduated eighth grade, that's just what I jumped into. Um, she knew how to teach me photos. She didn't know anything about video. So that's what I originally started with. Did that for, I want to say like, one and a half years going into high school. I was on the yearbook doing photos for the sports teams and that kind of stuff. So would you say you're self-taught? Oh yeah, 100% I was self-taught. My mom knew everything about photography, so she was able to teach me all of that. But then when I got curious and wanted to switch to video, she had no expertise in that. And that was just kind of my own like breaking away, I guess you could say. And the reason why I did end up switching from photo to video was I just got so tired of getting the same photo results every single time. Because I was shooting sports, I was always looking to get that same throw, that same run, whatever. And it just got old seeing that still motion frame. Whereas in video, you get to see the story unfold through time. And I liked that a lot more. So when I was switching over... I basically just had to figure it out for myself. I adopted all of my mom's camera gear because at this point she was no longer doing photography as a full-time gig. She was just doing it on the side. So she supported me getting a new camera and all that. But I was really just kind of testing stuff out and seeing where it went from there. And another thing too was I was really only filming sports and Colorado sports are I wouldn't say that they're terrible, but there's not a huge media presence in the surrounding like cities around me. So when I would go to stuff, I was really the only one on the field with a camera 
Um, so I didn't really get the opportunity to meet a whole lot of other creatives that were doing video. In fact, I didn't even really meet anyone or collaborate with anyone until just recently, a couple months ago before I came here. So everything I taught myself was through YouTube, through trial and error, which is tough because there's a lot to figure out. There's a lot of technicalities. I'm still learning to this point today. Like when I got here to Syracuse, there's a lot of things that I had absolutely no idea about that I just completely skimmed over. There's just a lot of technical aspects to filmmaking that you just like really can't teach yourself. And my high school didn't really have any classes. I actually was in a video journalism class, but my teacher was just he was super old fashioned, like the newspaper, like the yearbook. So he didn't have any idea what was going on in the digital space. I ended up running the class to the best of my ability, really. Yeah, I was basically teaching stuff that I had taught myself at that point. So how have you used film as an expressive outlet? Filming for me is my one time where it's just, I like get put in my zone. I, when I'm out on the field or I mean, I like to film basketball the most. So I'm in a crowded gym. Everything's loud. The game's playing. But for some reason, when I'm filming, like everything is just completely silent. And it's just me and my camera capturing the moment. And I don't know how to explain it. There's just something really special about that. And just getting to see everything unfold in a way where you're like really paying attention to everything that's going on in the moment. Whereas as a spectator, you you watch the game but you you really don't watch it into the detail that you would as if as you do when you're trying to capture the sport um through video which is something that i really like it's just a way to get away from my thoughts from my environment and often what i'll find myself doing when i just need a break from whatever's stressing me out in life so what is one moment in your life that was monumental to who you are today it was September of my junior year. I was in marketing class. The kid I sat next to, his name was Nick Bales. He was a senior at the time I was a junior. He was a big influence on me creatively. He had a streetwear company called Brought to Reality that focused on erasing the stigma around mental health. Um, and he was one that suffered from mental health. So he created this streetwear brand to kind of give himself, like you said, a creative like escape to his problems and his issues and by doing this and by sitting next to him every day when I'd walk into that class six hour he would always bounce ideas off me he'd show me his latest designs ask me what I thought of them and this was at a time for me creatively where I was in a, a good block like I didn't create anything really for about a year I would say I put down the camera I was tired of taking photos. I didn't directly switch into video. So for me, I like kind of, I told him my plans, what I was thinking. I told him that I wanted to switch to video, told him about that I was thinking about starting a vlog. And he was just really a good influence on me creatively, just telling me to always go for um, what I was feeling, what I wanted to accomplish, because by just sitting in that creative block and letting myself um, be a victim of my circumstances, they're really, I, w I wasn't getting anything out of it. So he was a big influence on me. And actually, then it was the end of September. Um, I got a text from one of my friends saying that he passed away. Um, he committed suicide. 
And that was kind of, this was definitely probably the hardest part of my life just because, you know, he was such an influence on me creatively. He was the one that was starting to get me to the point where I was creating my plan. I was figuring out how I was going to do this, how I was going to do video because he didn't really have anyone who was teaching him the streetwear industry, whatever. He was doing that all on himself. And so having him, he was the one that was pushing me to create this plan, pushing me to go into the video space. And so when I, when I lost him, it was just kind of, it kind of woke me up on actually going and achieving, going out and doing what I said that I was going to do, because at that point I really wasn't for a while. It was hard because I just, I felt super empty without him, without like his guidance. But then I realized later on that he was always in the back of my head, encouraging me, pushing me to keep going. In the next coming months, I started to, uh, I sold my old camera body, got a new one that was more video specific and just started going out and doing it. Not afraid of, not afraid of failure, but really just optimistic of where I was going to go from there. So how do you think his death has impacted your film work today? You know, his, he's always in the back of my mind. Like I said earlier, when I get to that space, when the camera's in my hand and everything's silent around me, it's just me and the camera. He's always in the back of my mind, encouraging me. Just, I always remember that he's there. I remember the days that we sat there, bounced ideas off of each other. And he just pushed me to be the best version of myself. And I guess it's just, whenever I'm doing it, it's, a part of me is doing it for him just because I, Whenever I'm in that space and everything is completely silent around me, it's just me and my camera. He's always in the back of my head. I can just visualize those conversations that we once had about bouncing ideas off each other, creating things. And I know that he would be proud of me today to see that I'm continuing to push on because that's what he did. It's just, it's nice to know that he was that influence for me that pushed me when I knew that I didn't really have anything left in the tank with the photos and I was in that creative block. So having him in my life, even for that short amount of time, that two months from August to September before he passed, those two months and those those hours that we spent together have had an impact on the last year and a half of my life where if I didn't have that, there's no guarantee that I would have ever picked up on video, there's no guarantee that I would have ever started a vlog and a lot of relationships and just opportunities would have never arise that have made me to the person that I am today. The coolest thing for me in my filmmaking journey so far was kind of when this whole journey came full circle for me. Um, it was April, no, it was, it was March of my senior year and I saw that his parents who ended up taking over his clothing company and created the BTR foundation, the brought to reality foundation. They created a scholarship for seniors at my high school. And in order to make a submission, 
it was through video. And it was just kind of crazy to me to think that he was the one that got me started into video. He was the one that pushed me through uh, my loss of him. I ended up doing video, and then it pulled out, pulled around full circle when I won a scholarship through the Bratz Reality Foundation at the end of my senior year. It's just kind of kind of crazy to me. It's one of those moments that like I can't really explain how like impactful it really was for me, um, especially because it gave me the ability to attend here at Syracuse. Yeah, it was just, it was really cool to be able to have that opportunity. Um, I got to meet his parents, just kind of explain my story and also just just tell my story through video, which is what he encouraged me to end up doing. If you could talk to your previous self, what would you say? If I could go back and talk to myself, I would just tell myself to completely cut out the fear of going out and doing what I said that I was going to do, especially with video, because I lived in so much fear for so long on what if I'm not good enough? What if I don't have what it takes to continue to push myself? What it, I just lived in so many what ifs where filmmaking for me is an everyday, it's an everyday journey. Every day I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next, thinking about what story I'm going to tell, how I'm going to tell it, even to the point where when I sit in the car or sit anywhere and just listen to music, every song that I hear, I can hear or visualize a story playing out. I would have just told myself to get into it earlier and don't be afraid of what there really is. So what's next for you? In the next couple of years after I graduate, definitely want to continue to do film. I have some plans for the next few summers when I go home, want to get some different internships, work with athletes, that kind of stuff. But I definitely want to do freelance after college, whether that's in Colorado or LA, even New York, just kind of figure it out as I go along. I've never really been one to plan my entire life out, but just live kind of in the moment because that's what you do with video. You take in the moment and go from there. So I think it'll just take take time to kind of see what I want to do, but I definitely want to keep continue to work in sports around that creative space, um, but I'm really open to whatever opportunity and possibilities come my way and wherever that is. So we'll see what happens. After conducting my interviews with all three guests, I realized that content creators are extremely passionate about their practice. All three individuals specialize in film. However, their experiences differ immensely. I can't stress enough how important it is to recognize the strengths of others in today's society. To conclude today's episode, I would like to leave my audience with a question to ponder. How has your passion shaped you into who you are today? I would like to thank Fiona, Sam, and Parker for contributing to today's episode. If you would like to be featured in an upcoming segment, send me an email to startsmallpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our social media at startsmallpodcast on Instagram and Twitter, for updates on upcoming episodes and an exclusive inside look on each of our guests.
See you next week.